one thing Sam Petrini and Tissons Workshop you're all having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be reviewing The Midnight Girls by Alicia Jasinska. Uh, this book follows three characters, actually two main characters, Marika and Zosia, who are known as Midday and Midnight, who are tasked by their masters, um, different forms of Baba Yaga. You've got Red Yaga and Black Yaga and White Yaga. Um, Morning does exist. She is a character, but she's more of a side character. Um, I did like her as a character, I will say, but she's not essential to the plot. Um, in any case, the story follows Marinka, Midday, and Zosia, known as Midnight, in their constant competition to steal the hearts of princes for their masters, right? They've never met one another, and they do meet Finally, when they're both tasked with capturing the heart of a prince, because it's a pure heart, something vastly powerful. Now, Zosia has no intention. Um, as you follow her point of view, she, you realize she has no intention of giving that heart to her master. Instead, she has every intention of stealing that heart for herself so that she can finally escape the clutches of Black Yaga. She is tired of being a servant. She's tired of being mistreated whenever she fails. She wants true freedom. And I love that about her. I love how fierce she is. I love how much of a go-getter she is in the storytelling. And I like how she balances out Marinka. Now Marinka, she's very fiery. She's very hot-headed. Uh, I think she's a really fun character, but she does let her emotions get the better of her. She, midday, is always getting beaten by Red Yaga for whenever she fails. You're re really seeing a lot of toxic family traits here. Marinka tends to blame herself like, oh, if I just do this one thing, if I just do this one thing right, I'll finally get grandmother's love. I'll finally get her love. It's really heartbreaking because she doesn't see what Zosia sees. That they're just servants. That they're nothing. You know, she's constantly being threatened to be replaced and yet all she wants is to get her grandmother's love. You know, her master's love. And she even remembers those tender moments when Red Yaga does offer her kindness but is it truly a kindness or is it just a manipulative tactic she uses to keep her servant compliant, you know? So you really feel for her. Like, she's never even had the thought of escaping to be free the way Zosia does. So Zosia really opens her eyes. She really gives her something... To think about and I liked that the way these characters play off of one another and how their magic differs and how midday she's not as powerful as Zosia but she still gives her a run for her money I'm and through all of this you can see even though these girls are tasked with kind of hating each other even though they are supposed to hate each other and fight one another and 
be in constant competition with one another, they start to fall in love with one another and they start to really care about the other person. And to see their relationship evolve and grow and develop is really beautiful for the story. I will say, I think The Dark Tide, her debut novel, I think it had a lot more depth than this one. There was just something really light, I guess, about this one. This one is a book I could have devoured probably in one sitting. It moved really fast. The pacing was really good. It, it was a light novel. Um, if you're looking for a book to read in one sitting that does offer you really good characterization and a sweet budding romance um, between two girls who are tasked with killing princes and stealing their hearts, um, I mean, this is the book for you. It's, it's ironically very sweet. Um, there's a lot of LGBTQ representation outside of the central romance. There's another side romance between two um, male characters. It's just ultimately a really sweet novel. Um, it deals with escaping toxic relationships and stopping familial dynamic and really teaching characters or teaching, you know, the reader, because these girls are learning their value is worth more than what they can deliver to their masters. You know, they are worth more and they deserve to be treated as such. And that's what Zosia is fighting for. That's why she wants her freedom so badly. It is a good story, but it just felt, I don't know. I, superficial is the wrong word because it didn't feel superficial to me, but when I compare it to The Dark Tie, which I think was a little bit more dense, I should say a little bit more heavy, I think there was more, more world building in that book versus this book. You understand the world. Um, I often had myself um, thinking of the world from Anastasia, the movie. <laughs> you know, Russia. I found myself thinking like, oh, this is Russia. That's everything just kept making me think of that kind of architecture and that kind of community. But it was really fun, light, quick read. Um, it's not too heavy. So yeah, it was a good book. Um, I think her debut was better. I think The Dark Tide was definitely better, but I do, I still like this book. So, yeah, I'll give it three. Um, three out of five stars. If you want to go ahead and check it out yourself, if you're looking for a nice LGBTQ romance with a lot of dark fantasy and a nice twist on a, on a dark fable um, like Baba Yaga, this is definitely going to be a good book for you. Um, and on that note, yeah, I will include links in the, below, in the description below on where you can purchase the book and other ways that you can su support me and this podcast. Um, please don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it with all your book-loving friends. And as always, happy reading, guys. Mm -hmm.